You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined for our Wednesday special with AJ Black from Locked On Boston College. We've got a great show for you today. You know it's Wednesday, so we give you those power rankings a midday review. So let's get things going. AJ, I hope you've had a great weekend. I hope the power rankings have shifted just a little bit because we all know things are going crazy or maybe steady because we never have consistency on the coastal side and we've certainly spiced things up on the Atlantic. I hope that you have some good rankings for me today. I think I do. I I have to admit it was a busy fall weekend for me. So yeah. I, my family, we crammed a whole bunch of everything possible fall in new England. You can do. We did in one weekend, apple picking, pump, pumpkin picking, hay rides. We did it all. Uh, but unfortunately, so for me, I had to catch up on all the college football action. I know there were some great games. I can't wait to talk about them today. You know, it's funny you say that because my coworker who lives, she lives in Boston. I work remotely. And she was telling me about how she was going to go apple picking and get some jam for her fam. And I'm just like, oh, is that like a thing? So it's, it's nice to hear your confirmation that that is very much a New England tradition. Apple picking is a big time thing up here. It's like okay. from... Right around like mid September to mid October, every everyone does it. You go out, you get a bag, and they pay, you pay twenty five dollars to thirty dollars to do their job for them. Um, it's a, <laughs> it's the biggest scam in the world, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good to spend time with family. So as many of you know, if unless you're coming back for the or you're here for the first time, we do our power rankings on Wednesday. We talk about the top five and then in the next we go to the guys who are, you know, still struggling in that bottom half and sort of expectations moving forward, heading into week six. So we'll get right into that. So top five, AJ, love to start with number five. Who you got going? Okay, so I, let's get the let's get the elf uh, the elephant in the room going right now. High <laughs> for me is Boston College. Okay, I haven't had a chance to fully um, process this on your on locked on ACC, but that right. game was rough. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it. You know, you're you're absolutely right. It, it, I think it was more rough because you saw the potential of who Boston College could be if they had a full slate of folks, if they had a healthy roster. That was definitely a winnable game for the Eagles. That fumble by Dennis Grossell at the end of that game, I mean, I'm a journalist, Sickening. so I have to take my maroon and gold hat, uh, sunglasses off for that and say that it didn't completely rip my heart out. It sort of did still. Yeah, uh, It was rough because BC – was better. They had DJ on the ropes that whole game. They were able, Clemson was able to move the ball against yeah. BC, but BC clamped down consistently. Like they just, they, Clemson had that one broken touchdown. That was it. BC had that chance to win that game. They still weren't able to do it. So they drop a little bit, but I still think they're as good. Um, I think they could still win any game left on their, their schedule. Yeah. Dennis Carcel is going to have to clean up some of his mistakes, but I still think they're the, at least right now they're number five. Well, I would also love to know, because at the beginning of the season, you talked about the defense being one of those pain points for the Eagles, and it seems that they held their own against, of course, DJ, who is struggling, but still, they made it a game, and they made DJ nervous and having to figure things out. So were you impressed by them? I saw you know, you had some highs and lows conversations earlier this week. 
Yeah, I mean, I totally, I, I, I liked how they've played. You know, mm-hmm. Halfley has pr- pr- uh, pressed that what he wants is his defense. It doesn't matter for yardage; it's points, and you see that week in, week out, right? If he can get his defense to lock down so they can't get in the end zone, they can get 600 yards. But if they're going to be kicking field goals all game, that's a positive. And I liked how right. BC, the secondary looked like they were playing with their hair on fire. Um, and I love, <laughs> I loved that. And then I thought the linebackers had a good game as well. There was a lot still that I thought that the defense still needed to improve upon, but they're definitely not the, um, the hindrance that I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. For sure. All right, number four, who we got here in this slot? Well, we're continuing on the same game. We'll talk about Clemson. <laughs> um, Deservedly so. Okay. Right. Um, the one takeaway from Clemson is that their defense, no matter how many guys they lose, and they kept losing guys during that game. If, like It mm-hmm. seemed like everyone was just getting hurt. They just kept reloading with new guys, and they were perfect in Brett Venable's system. And I said this on Locked on BC earlier this week that people were crapping all over Dennis Grossell that you need to bench him. He's not a quarterback. He's not good. Hmm. That Brent Venables is a pro. He's a college football coordinator. He's the best at his job and he could be a head coach anywhere at this point. Um, And he was throwing stuff at Grossell that Grossell will never see again this year. Um, (laughs) It's just guys coming from everywhere, exotic blitzes. He's trying to confuse him as much as he could. And my co-host, Mitch Wolf, who comes on a couple times a week was saying like, you know, he's a, he's a film guy. He's like, man, Clemson throws stuff at you that you just don't see in college football. So credit to Clemson's defense. Um, That being said, um, if I don't, I, I, I could not watch Dabo Swinney, wine for another quarter because he complained from the moment that uh pass interference uh the roughing the passer play there was one where there, it was clearly not a good call but mm-hmm. he then complained he complained at halftime he complained and complained and complained and then hey look at clemson started getting all the calls um and so i, I he, he kind of grinds my gears but i the <laughs> offense that offense has got some issues those wide receivers yeah. didn't look like they wanted to be there um, mm. and DJ, DJ has got the yips. He's got to figure they need, to, it's not his fault that Tony Elliott Clemson's, uh, offensive coordinator needs to figure out how to set that offense up better for him because they're expecting him to do what Trevor Lawrence did. And he's not mm-hmm. the same quarterback. And so he's set up to fail and he, you saw it against BC. Like he just couldn't do what they wanted him to do. You can definitely tell it's a head case because you saw him. We saw a lot of tweets going out about him at like 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning running the plays that he missed. And like, while I get it, I think it's admirable, sure. But I think he just needs to kind of chill a bit. Like he has, he's not relaxing and being Big Cinco. He's trying to be what everyone has created in this image of a Clemson quarterback to do. And like nobody was Deshaun Watson. Nobody was Trevor Lawrence, right? And so who are you outside of the staple of being said quarterback? And I think he's still trying to find his identity, but I don't know if they're not making it easy enough for him or he's not stepping up to the plate for the challenging plays that he's being required to do. Right. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he'll figure it out. I do. Yeah. I do think he'll get there. I just think right now he's still got the yips. He, he just have the, he doesn't have the confidence right now. And it's, yeah. it's, it's costing Clemson um, offensively. Yeah. He's certainly playing scared. All right. Number three, who we got. All right. So they've just been yo-yoing up my, up and down my, um, my power rankings all year. It's pit okay. um, because <laughs> Kenny Pickett, I know you talked about it earlier. I think you guys talked about it earlier last week. The best quarterback in the ACC, it's Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett. 
It's not, mm-hmm. I, that's my pick right now. I, I joked on the YouTube channel, follow locked on ACC on YouTube. If you get a chance, I said it was Phil Dracovic. And then some, some of our listeners <laughs> let me have it. I was like, I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Um, but no, it's, it's Kenny Pickett. He is yeah. awesome. And yeah, he has the skill set, I think, that will develop into something positive as a pro. Um, but what he did to Georgia Tech, wow. You yeah. know, uh that in that defense, I, I'm 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 impressed with what Pitt's able to do. Now, can they consistently do it week in, week week out? They're 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 always due for a clunker, just like UNC, and we talk about that every week. Pittsburgh is the same kind of team. <laughs> like to me, they're yeah. just gonna it's it's what makes the coastal the coastal. Um, they're, they're going to have a clunker and I'm just waiting for it to happen, but man, they looked way better than Georgia tech in that game. Yeah. I'm assuming that Western Michigan game was their clunker because even Kenny Pickett still shined and scored, put up four touchdowns during that one. So I hope that that's their kicker. And I hope I can sit here and say towards the end of it, I'm kind of thinking that Pitt's going to win the coast. So I don't see another team kind of stepping to them at the moment, but you know, there's still a lot of football to be played but Pitt if we had to stop right today Pitt would be my choice to see in December all right we've got to go to number two who is sitting in the number two spot trying to fight for that top one it's NC State uh Mm -hmm. you know I I believe they had a bye week last week I'm just looking at my notes yep they didn't I know they played Louisiana Tech and that wasn't the best game either they they jumped out to a big lead in that game uh they were up um I think it was like 27 to 13 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they let Louisiana Tech just kind of march back and they barely snuck away with that. Now, uh, as a BC fan and as an ACC fan, I BC and no, NC State play again next week. Or not again. They play next week in a night game that ACC just announced. It's going to be a 730 start. It's going to be a big game. Yeah, Because right now, the class is obviously our number one team and we'll talk about them again. Um, but, you know, that next game... You know who's going to be number two in the Atlantic could come down to that game, and it's going to be another night game in Alumni Stadium, and that's good. that's going to be a fun one. I think that's going to be a fun game. I agree. I think this was the hangover game that we were all expecting from NC State, but this is the first game where they had the hangover and still managed to pull it off because the Mississippi State game was a head scratcher. Couldn't quite understand why they let that one get away, but. As many was said, as many were saying, Louisiana Tech was the best offense they faced, and they showed that. So I think it's just a matter of how do you keep moving forward and chipping away because you have some really good Atlantic Division uh, opponents coming up as your way. You still got Boston College, you still have Wake Forest, and so you're going to have to step up big during some of these matchups. So who do we have at number one here? Speaking of uh, Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons are my number one. Yes. And man, did they sneak by. They got gifted <laughs> a win in that game. And, uh, you know? That, that, <laughs> that, you know, but hey, good teams win no matter what. So, yeah, uh, that's true. So, 37 34, they snuck by Louisville. And there was that, you know, controversial field goal call that, um, Scott Satterfield was not happy about. Um, as he shouldn't have been because, no. I mean, how did you find three to four, maybe five, you know, a second? It was just, yeah, it was bad. But, I think the Atlantic, I, I, not even just the Atlantic, I, the ACC is so wide open right now. You could mm-hmm. make a case for like seven teams winning the ACC. Like you could say Clemson figures it out. They could win it. Wake could win it, but they could also fall apart. You could say Pitt figures it out and they yeah. win. And there's so many different variables that go into this. Um, Wake is right now the best team, but I want to see that, you know, they've also had, I think the easiest schedule in the ACC kind of want to see them get challenged a little bit. I know Louisville's a, a, a pretty good squad, but I want to see them, 
you know, I want to see them face Clemson. I want to see what how they would do um, against a team like that. But I, it was Absolutely. it was a good win. I mean, it's a win. It's a win. Sam Hartman again did it, and you know, wakes five and zero, five and zero, which I did not expect. And you know they play Syracuse this coming weekend at Syracuse, so they could go up six and zero. Even though Syracuse showed a strong showing against Florida State, so it'll be a good matchup. And then they play Army, so they could potentially go into playing NC State and Boston College undefeated. So that's something to consider. Maybe they'll be feeling themselves a little too much and haven't quite played like really stand up defenses, or maybe they just you know can you know squeak one out against Army, let that one be their fall game, and we keep rolling. A lot to think about here, as you mentioned. There's so many cases we can make for so many various teams but that's why we have some exciting things on the stretch because you get to bet on all of these things right if you want to get in on the action and bet on ACC football this season we strongly encourage you to go to bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports all of your favorite sports football basketball boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season Listen, with the new updated and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything ACC football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we're rolling here with AJ Black from Locked On Boston College, and he is giving me that good news when it comes to the top five teams, but there's always some teams that are looking for improvement. So let's go through the bottom half of the list, starting, what, at number nine. All right, so before I get started on this, um, fan bases out there that I put at the bottom and I make snarky comments about, I apologize. <laughs> I know there's a Miami fan out there that was really upset with some of our comments. I'm saying. That's okay. <laughs> it's all love. No. I just want to know why he didn't add everybody else. Like you could add, you know, the entire group. Why? Why at the girl? Why? Why? I, would it I know. Why is it you? Because you know, <laughs> I, I, I missed what Drake, Drizzy Drake said, but I'm sure as a Florida State fan, he's been ripping on him. I know Kenny's been ripping on him. So <laughs> Tyler Aki literally says every show that Manny Diaz should be fired. So I'm just wondering why me. But it's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it as long as Whatever. listen. Thank you for listening. <laughs> exactly. Keep, keep listening to us. That's what makes right. a good podcast. Podcast, it gets people to talk back to us. So, exactly. anyway, number ten sliding right down my scale again. This is a team that's still yo-yoing. Is Georgia Tech? Yes. Oh, that, whew, that was a wolf game for Pitt. For that Pittsburgh game was a wolf game for them. I just couldn't understand how you dominate Carolina in that fashion and then just squat one, lay an egg during that yeah, game like, past weekend. And, and you know, they they luckily they get to lick. The, I think they get. The, oh, sorry. Um, you know, like 52 points, you let up, you know, you, your defense doesn't play well. They gotta, they gotta be Duke. And I think they're going to be Duke, but again, this is the ACC this year. Who the hell knows? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely of, don't know. And that's, I mean, that's a little fun. Is it fun for you? Absolutely. I love, yeah. I love chaos. I, it's so much more, fun. this is so much more fun than watching Clemson's road to just annihilation, like having them sure. just run it run ragged through every team. Like every week is like, Ooh, this is fun. This is a something I didn't expect. And so yeah. Georgia tech, unfortunately they're going to drop on that one. <laughs> 
I mean, rightfully so, though, because you can't, again, dominate Carolina in that fashion and have, you know, Jeff Sims and Jameer Gibbs in your arsenal and not be able to perform and stand up. And I think Pitt used the fact that people were saying this is the best even still face as their advantage. They had used as a chip on their shoulders and they showed up and they certainly showed out. But we got it. There's still teams that are worse. So number 11, who we got? So. When you're making a power ranking, you you see people online and they they go to Pro Football Focus and they find their college football rankings. They're like, oh, you know, you know, this team is there. They're ranked third in pass efficiency, and that's not me. I don't do that. That's not my thing, and that's why I am where I'm at now. And people read my stuff is because I go with my gut, and mm-hmm. you can love it, you can hate it. But number eleven for me is Syracuse, who okay. had been playing well. But when you play the way that they played against Florida State and they pissed that, excuse my language, they crapped that game away hard. And that was an inexcusable loss because there was so much slop in that game, so much bad football that they got to win games like that. And I watch it and I see what they did. And that's the type of like they have the momentum going into that game. They just beat Liberty. It looked good. You had Sean Tucker playing well. And then all of a sudden you can't figure out how to, to like snap the ball and get things going. It was just a mess. And so for the, for me, they, they deserve to drop for losing to Florida State. Yeah, listen, you can't beat a bad Florida State team. And then that tells me more about your program than it does about Florida State, right? Because all the time for you to be successful you've never won in Tallahassee and you had it right at your fingertips and you saw like you mentioned how bad of a game it was you were running all over that defense Garrett Schrader looked like a dual threat quarterback from like you know the eight he looked like Trevor Lawrence playing Florida State right yep. he just looked incredible and used to still on the last play of the game not be able to deliver because Florida State ended up kicking it and like getting that extra three that's tough right that's hard for Dina that's hard for Dina to explain and I'm sure tomorrow we're here from Tyler Aki on Locked on ACC. He'll tell us all the thoughts there, but you, it's inexcusable, but it's more reason why it just may, may be time to move on. But I don't necessarily want anyone to lose their job, but, I mean, you can, you got to stop making excuses for people at some point. But still, yeah. not the worst team. <laughs> so, nope, nope. who else we got? All right, falling down our list again. I, you know, I, it seems more and more that their wins came because they played bad teams. Mm. I put Duke. Okay. Because – you know, they, they, they got waxed by UNC and on BC bulletin. If you go to my site on Thursday and Friday, and I'll definitely do it this week because BC's off. I do my picks of the week and I, I go over my games. And if you're a betting person and you want to lose money fast, follow my picks because I, I swear, I think I missed on five of seven last week, which, mm. which begs the question, why am I talking college football? But uh, <laughs> I'm just not a better. I'm not a good at it. So, but I had okay. fun with it. So I thought Duke would be able to at least kind of, you know, it's a rivalry game. You throw spreads out the window when it's a rivalry game because teams, they find an extra gear and they are able to keep it. And that did not happen as they got plastered by UNC. Um, And, you know, they looked every bit of the team that had a couple out of conference wins that weren't very good. And they just couldn't handle an ACC team. I don't know how they're going to do against other ACC pro- ACC programs because they didn't look very good. 
Yeah, it was pretty bad offensively for Gunnar Holmberg. I think you know he finally got his first taste of conference play, and it was very much a non-warm welcome. But it says so much about the fact that they weren't feeding Mateo Durant. They were trying to like make Gunnar look like a superstar with his arm, and that just wasn't you know where he can thrive most. He didn't have enough time. He was getting rushed at almost every single play, every single snap. And so to me, I'm like, how do you move forward? How do you try and beat a Georgia Tech? You beat up a Georgia Tech. That's what you do. You win games. Games like that, a team that clearly shows you they're inconsistent as well, right? Losing to teams like North was it NIU. And so then mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to stay. Like they, of course, they beat up on the team that you got smacked by, but they still also got throbbed by Pittsburgh. This is just why the coastal is crazy. So on any given day, the LA crazy on Saturday. Who even knows how it's all gonna play out? And they execute it, and then that's when we go to the X's and O's. Then we start having those coaches' conversations. And I really do feel like it's Coach Cutcliffe's time to go, but that's just a whole other conversation. And yet, there's still teams that are worse. So please enlighten us. So let's talk. Uh, number thirteen is another coach uh, that probably will end up going, and that's Manny Diaz at Miami. <laughs> uh, well, let's get let's get let's get it going because right, our please. friend is listening to this because um, they. That was a game you, when you play UVA's defense and UVA yeah. can't stop anything, and you're only able to score 28 points with Derek King, uh, sorry Tyler Van Dyke, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, and that offense that shows you where your program kind of is. And right now, that means that they're not very good because yeah. UVA is not very good, and, and they're good, but they're a one they're a one dimensional team. Their offense, no defense. Yeah, Miami isn't very good on any side, either side. And I just thought, you know, you're the, you're the hurricanes and you want to be the class of the ACC. You haven't been it for about 20 years, but Hey, you want to get that, that, that swagger back. You want to be, um, you know, the cocky team in the ACC that comes out of the coastal and beats up on teams. I haven't seen any of that this year. They, they got beat up badly by Michigan State, and I, I'll i give them a, a mulligan on Alabama because every team's going to get beat by Alabama. Right. But you go and you lose to UVA, that necessitates you going to the bottom of this pile. They deserve to be 13th, and that's where I put them. Listen, I want to have a more in-depth conversation, but I want to really re- I want everyone to hear me clearly. Miami did this to themselves. We were sitting here talking about how Miami was going to be a contender in the co- We said loud and clear that De'Aaron King was going to be one of the best quarterbacks. You all rushed him back from an ACL injury and had too high of expectations in that receiving core, right? And you expected somehow magically you were going to find a run game. And then Bubba Bolden and company were going to lead that defense to greatness. It has not happened. Manny Diaz is supposed to be the end-all, be-all when it comes to defense. What are we seeing? They're getting run over time and time again. So I'm sorry that this is not what you wanted to hear, but you guys told us that you were great you're the one who has a turnover chain and started the energy of making great plays and yet you bring out a turnover chain when you are down 15 touchdowns I don't understand it like if you want the swagger win the game you want the swagger and the you want everyone to be talking high on you do something worthy of making us talk great about you it's not our fault I just can only I can only talk about what I see <laughs> like literally only but here we go preach <laughs> <laughs> 
But I mean, I'm just saying, but I'm not just saying, but I'm just saying. So like, I'm sorry if you're upset about it, but again, I'm so glad that you listened to us. Make sure you continue to do so. If you are a college football fanatic, even more so you should hear the fact that we are ready to give you this great opportunity with Prize Picks, a daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all-stars players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might never heard of. It offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Be sure to use promo code Locked On. Okay, if you want to get an opportunity to step to the game, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. You can download on the App Store or Google Play. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So make sure you don't hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com. Again, use promo code Locked On or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. This week for a limited time, Bill Bar is making sure that you guys are set with cookie dough chunk. If you haven't had some of the nine delicious flavors, you are certainly missing out. If you haven't, if you haven't had the opportunity to get it, maybe you want to try a little mix to start. You can get two of each of the nine flavors in one of Bill Bar's mixed boxes. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, up to 180 calories, only 45 grams of sugar, or 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get your Bill Bar whatever you would like. They've got it for you. Go to BillBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. So we're rounding out the show here. I know there's – is there a final team or was it Miami? There right? is. I haven't okay, had I was about to say. <laughs> Doing my math here, you know, math's not my thing, but I figure we have one person who really needs to get that axe. So who is the worst team right now in the ACC? Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> now, they, they got their win, so credit okay. to them. Sure. Uh, but it's not going to get much easier for them. They've got it's UNC not. coming up. They're going to – they're going to – play UMass and if they lose to UMass I don't think they will they get Clemson <laughs> yeah. um and then UNC uh sorry NC State UMass uh UMass Miami and then BC it's and a Florida lot of good, a lot so, of good teams in there yeah there's a lot they've got a tough schedule to round this out I see one win going out <laughs> I mean they're gonna beat UNC I mean uh UMass and I think that's it I mean, I don't see them beating NC State. Maybe, gonna, maybe we'll we'll talk about the feather bowl between them and Miami later on. Where I, I just that's gonna be rough. I think that's rough for anybody to have to witness at this stage of where both programs are at. I don't know if anyone's gonna be running to the te- television to watch it, but at the same time, you gotta play for pride at this point. Like, <laughs> who that's, wants to be Florida State, Miami? That's a, <laughs> I mean, you're talking huge historic historic rivalries that is like that's any even more than them and and clemson it's florida state miami but these two programs need to figure it out because right now that's it's a it's a joke it's going to be you know 12 o'clock on espnu at this point you know what i mean like (laughs) no no one's going to want to watch it because they're not playing very well and i just i i don't see florida state doing much better they they got their win against syracuse and that's a nice win for them. And congratulations to, for getting their first win. But I, I just think their season's it's gonna go. It's gonna get real tough real fast. They're seventeen point underdog, I think, right now to UNC this weekend. 
That's that's rough, but not surprising. But hey, you know, I think like what I say with any ACC schedules game every single week, nobody knows because we don't know which team is going to show up. The only teams that have been rolling really is Pitt and Wake Forest. Everybody else is kind of like, eh, could we get a really good team that day? Maybe. Could we get a really yep. crappy team? Maybe, you know. So I think that's ultimately going to come down to pride and who wants to get to December, who wants to be in Charlotte, because it's still a lot up in the air. But, you know, you're starting to get to that midpoint where you're putting yourself either in the conversation or you're slowly exiting stage left because you just don't have an opportunity. And then you just try and go with, you know, sheer will and want to trying to mess up somebody else's season. So you don't want to have to mess up somebody else's. You want to be in it for yourself. Well, I would love to end with, you know, are there any teams that you're looking forward to watching this week? Or do you think there's anybody who has the highs and lows that you're expecting to kind of have a turnaround as we go into week six? I I am really looking forward to Notre Dame and Virginia Tech because I want to mm. see what Virginia Tech is. Yeah. I, I They're one of those, just like every, basically every team in the ACC, I'm not sure what they are. And right. I think Notre Dame is still vastly overrated. They're 14th in the country, but I still think they're very beatable. Um, sure. And if Virginia Tech is a, cons- a ten- contender in the ACC Coastal, this is a game they could win. It's at home. It's going to be a 7.30 start. Lane Stadium is going to be nuts yeah. uh, for this game. And, you, I mean, we saw the enter Sandman uh, at the beginning of the season when they had that night game. Yeah. Against Notre Dame, it's going to be crazy. they got to take advantage of this. This, got, this is a big game for them. they got to win this, and I think they could. So that's a big one for me. You know, I hate that we'll have to say nice things about Coach Fuente if they do win this one. And, you know, if we're really going to keep it a band to our Miami hater, right, we've talked yeah. more junk about Virginia Tech oh my <laughs> on God. this show. It's, I don't ever want to be Justin Fuente in the dark alley because he's going He's, he's got he's got legitimate beef with me and I, I deserve it. So right. A lot of all every single one of my, my co-hosts here have beef with uh, Coach Fuente, except maybe Tyler, because he's all for his recruiting stuff for whatever reason. But I'm just saying we show love and we keep it real here on this show, and that's what we came to do. Well, it's always a pleasure talking with you, AJ. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Yeah, check me out on Locked On BC. Um, we're ta- we've been ta- talking about the Clemson loss and um, helping my the my reader listeners kind of get through it because it's a tough loss. Um, we've been talking about that. We're going to talk about basketball, recruiting, all sorts of good stuff coming up on Lockdown BC. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC, and I'm the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin, part of the Fan Nation and SI Network. Uh, check out my work there. No doubt. Again, always a pleasure to have you. If you guys want to hear more of ACC conferences, we strongly encourage you to download and subscribe to the podcast. We are both on YouTube and you can get it wherever you listen to your podcast. Expert analysis from all of my great co-hosts, including myself. We look forward to talking to you on Thursday. Again, Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse. We're going to have a great show. Gear you up for week six. We're going to preview some of these great games and then we will get you settled for the weekend with Drizzy Drake as we talk about some betting action. Not that AJ will be included and that will make sure he doesn't throw any (laughs) out there. But we'll get you guys set up nicely for the weekend. So until next time, we hope you guys have a good one.